Welcome to Sweet Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How is everybody doing out there? And welcome to the very special edition, the People's Episode, Smackdown Hotel. That's right, everybody. Not talking a movie today. Not talking music. This is the very special People's Episode. Now, if you don't get the reference to what the People's Episode is... This is not the episode for you, so please hit stop now on your iPod or in your computer and check back next week to the normal Sweep Delay podcast episode that you're used to, which that episode will be the last Boy Scout. However, if you are listening to this and you know what the people's episode means, that means that you are a wrestling fan and this episode is dedicated to you and you only. So I am very, very excited for this episode. And the STL Nation out there, there's a handful of you guys that this episode you're listening to while the other handful of the STL Nation is skipping out in this episode. This episode I'm very excited for because you are excited for it. You are the one to help build the anticipation for this episode and your emails have been great and uh, I got some awesome things planned in this episode for you guys. And uh, the really cool thing is we have new members of the STL Nation. We got new iTunes reviews. I mean, everything is just blowing up. It's so flipping awesome. So just to give you a little idea on how this episode's going to go, it's going to be obviously no movie and music news, and you're probably used to you know the, the typical formula. Well, it's basically just WrestleMania talk, okay? We're going to be basically, since this is the people's episode, you are in control of this episode, so generally speaking, the people's emails, uh, instead of what the STL Nation had to say, it's the people's emails in this uh, in this episode. You guys are basically talked some really great things in emails, so I'm going to go through and spend most of the time going through the emails, and then I'll just kind of put in my uh, two cents here and there, and then of course I'll give the predictions of WrestleMania 28, which is this Sunday, April 1st, and of course... Everybody knows how much I love The Rock. I mean, The Rock is the whole purpose of doing this episode, the people's episode, uh, the people's email, the people's spotlight song. I mean, you guys get you guys get where I'm going with this. So, um, And what's really cool is when we get in the emails, I'll play some excellent wrestling music for you. So uh, I'm really, really pumped. So before we get into um, the good stuff, like talking about how I got into wrestling, uh, before we get into your emails... Why don't we take a quick break? And if you don't like this break, it doesn't matter if you don't like this break. If you smell what the rock. 
is cooking. And you two jabronis don't even have enough class to introduce yourself? What is your name? Detective it doesn't matter what your name is! He was singing a happy birthday song to, uh, uh what, what was that old lady's name again? Jack it, was, it doesn't matter what her name was! One! And now you want to take the rock away from all of this. Is that what you want to do? Do you really want to take the rock away from this? What I want to do, It right? doesn't matter what you want. And not even have the class to introduce yourself? What is your name? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this, Bob? But my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. In the blue hell are you. <laughs> What's more important, The Rock doesn't believe he caught your name. What's my name? Hell, my name is Booker. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> now there's a jabroni over here who's given the rock a thumbs down. And the rock sees you took the time to make a little sign that says something about Hunter. What does your sign say anyway? It doesn't matter what your sign says! <laughs> Finally, The Rock has come back to Kansas City! The Rock's got a set of you-know-what-as-big-as-this-house, and he plans on tonight going one-on-one -on -one with your Rudy Pooh candy ass. The great one says you can kiss his ass. You know, and on top of all that, look at this, guys. He's an idiot. He's seven feet, pure idiot. You put his brain in a parakeet, zing, fly backwards. In front of all the Rocks fans, you will go one-on-one -on -one with the Great One. And go one-on-one -on -one with the Great One. First and foremost, Doc, know your role and shut your mouth. Oh, my God. Anybody but the Rock, know your role and shut your mouth. You should know your role and shut your mouth. After three boring minutes, The Rock says, Know your role and shut your mouth. You should know your role and shut your mouth. What? Know your role and shut your mouth. Michael Cole, The Rock says, Know your role and shut your mouth. Nice shirt, 25 cents. You think you impress the rock by taking your eyes and rolling them up into the back of your head? He's gonna show them all your two new tattoos tattooed right on your ass. Which on your left cheek, it has a probable, and on the right, it reads this. Tonight at King of the Ring, the rock sacrificed me fast for he laid the smack down on my candy ass. Undertaker, you come on down. Die, die, die. And all that stupid crap over and over.
Instead, Undertaker, of taking your eyes and rolling them up into the back of your head, The Rock says, take your entire 33-pound head, turn it backwards like the exorcist, have it roll down your back, catch it with both your hands, and then, Undertaker, The Rock says, take your own head and proceed to shove it directly up your candy ass. Make jokes, The Rock's ass. tell you something you overgrown 500 pound bag of monkey crap undertaker the rock says that you come out here and you say you're gonna drag the rock well the rock says he will gladly go to the learning tree with you pause take a branch off pick each leaf off take that stick and stick it straight up you can't it goes like this, The Undertaker, the phenom who claims to be from hell. Come on down so The Rock can check your candy in to the SmackDown Hotel. Check your big fat ass directly into the SmackDown Hotel. You should know your role and shut your mouth. Take a little walk down, know your role, Boulevard. Hang that right on Jabroni Drive. Know your role. And then proceed to check your Aunt Jemima, no pancake, have an ass, directly into the SmackDown Hotel. The Rock says, Triple H, you go on Sunday Night Heat, you do your little interview with Jim Ross, and you cry like a baby. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They sit there and they kept me down for five years. For five years, they kept me at the bottom of the barrel. Well, The Rock says, if you are the game, then quite frankly, you need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks. So The Rock says, you take that truck and drive it right back down. No, you're wrong, Boulevard. You drive it right back to Jabroni Drive and you check your candy. Wait a minute! Undertaker with his Mickey Mouse tattoos and his 33-pound head. Oh, what are you laughing at? Jumping around, screaming like a girl. <laughs> Last week on Raw, he beat your ass in a cage match. And now this week, you're the number one contender for the WWF title. Well, The Rock realizes why that is, because you got a three-foot nose, you turn it sideways, and stick it straight up Vince's ass! Triple H, The Rock says, you don't have enough hair on your Rudy The Rock knows that you want him to kick his Rudy And let's lay the smack down on your Rudy Pooh. Mr. Sarko, Mr. Sarko, the rock sack, Mr. Sarko. Oh no, oh no, oh no, rock, no great one. No, 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 don't put me in the oven, don't put me in the oven. I'll tell you what, mankind, bring your candy ass here. Come here. The rock's got a nice rock burger with a little bit of extra rock sauce on the side. So come out here and let The Rock serve you up a nice, big, fat Rock burger. 
with some extra cheese. And when you get thirsty, The Rock has a nice, tall glass of freshly squeezed monkey piss to go along with it. You do something that is without a shadow of a doubt the most impressive thing The Rock has ever seen, and that's this. And the biggest goof of them all, the big slow, since they're scaring all the Rocks fans. Big show, you come on down. From the time your crappy music hits, well, it's the big slow. I'm going to take a leak. This guy sucks. Don't go Steve Austin, the biggest piece of trailer park. No more you stealing the rock's catchphrase. I don't want to steal. want to be like the rock. No more of that crap. Don't you ever. And the rock means. Talk about the rock's testicles again. And as we look back on some of the worst days, on that fateful, dreaded night, the night. Mrs. Snow gave birth to Al Snow, one of the biggest pieces of monkey crap walking God's green earth. Kane can talk. The big red retard can finally speak. Kane running around doing cartwheels, scaring everybody in the casino. I won. I won. Let's party. My name is Kane. And I am a Rudy Poo Candy Ass. He's gonna shine all the gold coins up, turn them sideways, and stick them straight up your candy ass. Turn it sideways, just like this, and stick them straight up your candy ass. He'll take your little voice box, take all the batteries out, lube it up, turn that some. Sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. The Rock says he's gonna take that piece of pie. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> take three scoops of vanilla ice cream, shine that some up, turn it sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. The Rock is gonna loot his size 13 boot real good. Turn that some sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. He's gonna undo all the dirt right out, take that shovel, turn it sideways, and stick it straight up your candy ass. When you leave here, go down to Dunkin' Donuts, get the biggest jelly donut you can find. Oh no. Hold that jelly donut up, squeeze all the jelly out, squeeze all the jelly, write it down, you like writing things down. Squeeze all the jelly out, and then write this down. You don't wanna forget this. Turn that some sideways, and stick it straight up your candy ass. And then Austin at Survivor Series, The Rock says he's gonna take your little rattlesnake, turn them both sideways, and stick them straight up your candy asses! The Rock would like to take that whistle you got, that very whistle you just put to your lips. Shine it up real nice. Turn that some sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass! All right, we are back from the break. Now, before we get into the people's email, let me just give you a little background on myself in regards to the whole wrestling and wrestling love and everything. So when I was about five or six, that's when I was exposed to Hulk Hogan. 
And, uh, you know, I knew WrestleMania was pretty big based on all the kid magazines that I had checked out. You know, like anything, they had the Karate Kid on the front cover or the real Ghostbusters because that was always one of my all-time favorite cartoons to watch in the morning. So, you know, of course, Hulk Hogan, I I saw on TV a lot and I started to know what wrestling was and I thought it was kind of cool. And, and he was just so cool with his bright colors and his catchphrases. And uh, he was just really a really fun guy. And I was like, oh, OK, what's this wrestling thing? And then, of course, you later are told, OK, well, it's just fake. It's just entertainment kind of thing. And, and as a kid, when you watch, you're like, you know, it doesn't seem like it's fake. Everything is, seems kind of real. You know, you see chairs and blood and everything like that. Uh, you know, that's the kind of the good thing about being a kid when you're naive like that and stuff. So Hulk Hogan was always, always my favorite, of course. Um, and pretty much um i i really liked wrestling uh, but it wasn't one of those things where i always had to you know i had to seek it out and watch it it was always one of those things where if it's on i'll definitely watch it but if it's on i want to see hulk hogan you know kind of thing and roddy Pi- uh, rowdy roddy piper you know i definitely i thought he was cool and of course you know they live john carpenter's they live you know i love that movie just because of the fact he's in it i mean he may be a bad actor but he was always a good time and you now hulk hogan of course when he started making movies no holds barred that was definitely a, a fun movie but i mean he's definitely no dwayne johnson you know as we all know i mean dwayne johnson essentially which i'll get into how i got into him in just a minute but you know you have to be honest that none of the previous wrestlers have never been able to break into hollywood as well as dwayne johnson did of course and uh but my wrestling love kind of died down when i got into basketball and, uh, you know, basketball pretty much became my, my life, as you guys know, from Chicago, you know, Chi-Town, the killer side. Uh, and, you know, Chicago Bulls, that was always my team. And uh, basketball was always my was always my life. And, uh, and baseball was always fun. Now, when I hit about 16, that's pretty much when my life kind of went down the drain. I got into a lot of bad stuff and my life kind of went down the toilet. So uh, I essentially got to start my life over again and then I moved out to where I am here. And uh, the funny thing is, is when I when I was going through a really, really hard time in my life, uh, sports at that point became a I hate them kind of thing. I had no desire whatsoever to watch a basketball game, to watch a baseball game, to watch any sports whatsoever. Sports was just something I left in the past, you know, and the things that happened to me had nothing to do with sports at all, but it was just kind of, I wanted to just take a whole new leaf, you know? And, uh, and one thing is, is when I met my wife, um, it was about like a month or two, um, you know, she was taking me around to all of her sisters and, and meeting and stuff. So, um, and you know, we live out kind of in the, it's a small town. It's like 25,000 people, but, uh, her sister lives in an even smaller town. There was only like maybe 2000 people there, if that. So, uh, just kind of think country style, you know, if you've seen varsity blues, that's essentially how everything looks around my neck of the woods. And, uh, so when we went to go visit her sister, it was one of her last sisters I hadn't uh, met yet. They had on wrestling and I immediately rolled my eyes because I'm thinking, oh, great wrestling, you know, wrestling, stupid wrestling's goofy and, and it's sports and this kind of thing. So, you know, just to be courteous to my wife, I, you know, I just, I stuck it out and there was this thing where, um, I noticed things had changed, um, there was this guy on the screen and his name was The Rock. Now, um, 
everybody had said that Stone Cold is the person that you want to watch. And I said, okay, so this Stone Cold guy, he's like the, he's kind of like the Hulk Hogan of wrestling now. You know, he's like the big guy. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, Hulk Hogan is, uh, not Hulk Hogan, but Steve Austin is the guy that, you know, everybody loves. And, you know, I noticed, of course, he did the middle finger and the beer and stuff. I'm like, wow, wrestling's really changed. But the, when The Rock came on the screen, uh, you know, on the TV, I said, who's that guy? And they're like, oh, that's The Rock. We hate that guy. I'm like, oh, okay, is he like a bad guy? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's like a jerk. And, you know, they started going off on him. And he started doing, you know, his famous one-liners, Smackdown Hotel, Poontang, you know, he was talking to Rudy Poo, and it doesn't matter. I mean, this was all in, like, the same episode. I started laughing hysterically. I'm like, this guy is hilarious. How do you guys not like this guy? And I was like, you know what? This wrestling thing might be pretty cool. So uh, essentially every every month would be a pay-per-view and I would slowly, my love for The Rock started to build more and more and Steve Austin, you know, everybody in, in the family was all like Steve Austin, Steve Austin and I was the only one cheering for The Rock. So like when The Rock would win like a pay-per-view, everybody would be pissed off and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife could not stand The Rock. She thought he was a complete douchebag, could not stand him. Oh, it was just... It was hilarious, the the things that she would say about him and everything like that. And she was kind of upset with me that I didn't like Stone Cold, that I liked The Rock. So um, needless to say, uh, as time went on, um, you know, I'll get into that during the emails. But let's just kind of fast forward a little bit to where The Rock is no longer in wrestling. So he, uh, we really loved the Mummy series. So when I found out The Rock was going to be in The Mummy Returns, I was like, oh my gosh, my favorite wrestler is going to be uh, in The Mummy Returns. And at this point, I still had no desire for any sports, but I thought wrestling was awesome because of the fact of The Rock. He would always beat people up by his words. He never even actually had to get in the ring to do anything to you. He could always tear you up on the microphone, which was so awesome, which is why I, I really enjoyed it. He made it so entertaining. And wrestling had changed. You know, we had beers, we had middle fingers. I mean, we had everything. It was just so off the wall and crazy. And of course, as you guys know, this would be the attitude era that I'm referring to. But needless to say, when The Rock was in uh, The Mummy Returns, you know, he had like one line and uh, he was only in it for like five minutes. But, you know, uh, I really enjoyed The Mummy Returns at the end, of course, completely sucked with the horrible CGI of The Rock. Uh, my wife didn't say too much bad things, but of course he was only in for like five minutes. But when the Scorpion King came out, she goes, okay, you know, I'll check it out because of the fact of I like the Mummy movie. So we walk out of the Scorpion King and she's like, you know, it was, it was pretty good. Okay. Uh, now, when the rundown came out, she hates Sean William Scott, so she did not want to go see that movie in the theater. It was when Walking Tall came out that my wife eventually changed her mind and really liked The Rock, but to her, he wasn't Dwayne Johnson yet. He was still The Rock in her eyes, but after walking out of the Walking Tall, she's like, wow, that was really, really good. And still to this day, Walking Tall is still our favorite rock film, you know? Uh, but it was just really cool that uh, him being in movies is what changed her whole perspective. So uh, now my wife, of course, you know, she, she loves The Rock. She thinks he's great. She knows how great, you know, and kind guy he is and watches all the interviews. So we definitely love his movies. You know, he's definitely, as you guys know, he's my favorite entertainer, hands down. I love all of his movies. You know, you go back to all my past episodes. I am, you know, The Rock advocate. So needless to say, this uh, past Raw, um, when it, you know, it's the final showdown between Rock and Cena, 
My wife said that, wow, The Rock has gotten really cocky. And I was like, do you not remember The Rock? She couldn't remember how he used to be because she's so used to how he is now. So she was kind of mad at the way he was that she wanted John Cena to win uh, this WrestleMania. So that's kind of my quick recap on the whole uh, love of wrestling. And, and pretty much, you know, I loved it as a kid and it fell off the map for me until I turned uh, about 18 years old. And that's when uh, that's when I saw The Rock and uh, and things picked up. So I'll get into all my favorite segments and, and all that fun stuff during the people's email. So uh, so why don't we go ahead and do that now? Normally, uh, I would you know I would normally say let's hear what the STL Nation had to say, but this time for this episode, let's hear what the people's email is. You think you know me. Alright, so you'll notice during this segment, um, you know, Edge just got put into, uh, by probably the time you listen to this, he's been put into the Hall of Fame because, you know, he retired. And I love his theme song. I know a lot of the people uh, in the STL Nation love his theme song. So, of course, I'm starting off with his theme song. And then, of course, you'll be hearing some other wrestling songs throughout this whole segment. So, it's going to be fun times. And uh, and I, I am... I'm ready to go. So, uh, as I said, we'll go through all of your emails, and then I will touch on different things. And uh, and then after the emails, we'll play the spotlight song, and then we will call it a day. But this is going to be some good topics because you guys had a lot of great things to say. So these two, these first two emails have been sitting around for a while because you know, as I mentioned, I was gonna when I first mentioned this is probably about a month ago. So needless to say, the emails have been slowly coming in for this. And uh, the first one comes from Anthony, the epic emailer. And uh, it's good to hear from you, sir. Haven't heard from you in quite a while. And uh, he starts off and says, Hello there, Masunis. And who's supposed to be the guest host? Is it Tim? Just kidding. Hi there as well, Ty. Now, I know uh, I haven't mentioned this yet. And Ty was originally going to be on, uh, you know, we were going to basically talk uh, WrestleMania and then just kind of talk some random stuff and and zombies and video games but uh, as you know um, normally you guys get a new episode every week but uh, the past two weeks have been really crazy in my life and uh, you know I've had to postpone uh, the uh, last boy scout and uh, and just on the on the time me and Ty were to get together things did not work out with my wife at home um, some bad happened to her so we kind of had to cancel he's like that's okay I'm more excited for Star Wars anyways and I say okay well I'll just go ahead and I'll record the Wrestlemania episode and then when uh, we start Star Wars 
you know, I'll let you know, and then he'll come on. So Ty will be on for the Star Wars series. Uh, he, you know, he likes wrestle. He likes wrestling, but uh, he just kind of was more excited to do Star Wars, which I could totally respect. That that's cool. So that's why you don't hear Ty. So he says, sucks that you decided to step away from the podcasting, but I can understand. At least you still show up occasionally. Also, since Ty's on the show, could we hear him do the feedback time liner that he does on Crossroads? Uh, I'm not going to imitate that, Anthony. Uh, you know, Ty's not here, unfortunately. But when he does come on for Star Wars, I can definitely promise you I can at least get him to do it once out of the six films that we're going to be doing. He says, now, on to the actual topic that is uh, particular on the STL episode. I've been a fan of wrestling ever since coming across it once in 1995. Since then, I've been able to watch things associated to wrestling. Uh, it didn't matter if it was WWF, Slash E, WCW, ECW, TNA, or ROH. If it had wrestling, I would give it a shot. Can still remember when I was able to go to the 1998 Royal Rumble. Makes me wish I was able to go to more actual live uh, events, which is pretty cool, sir. I've never been to a real, I've never been to a wrestling before, uh, you know, a, a live wrestling match before. My wife has though, uh, which was pretty cool. I would definitely like to go. It's definitely come around my part of the town, but unfortunately, uh, when they do come around my town, they have like the B-list people that I really don't give a crap about now. Uh, the cool things have kind of changed is hockey. I never used to like hockey, but uh, I went to a hockey game once, uh, just kind of just for just to go out with my wife and, and the kids. And it's been a kind of an annual thing now. So I definitely, uh, even though I don't watch baseball and basketball anymore, I do like to go to a hockey game. It is it is kind of fun. Uh, it's called the Rockford Ice Hogs. Uh, it's pretty good stuff. It kind of reminds me of the old days, because you know when I was in Chicago, uh, I saw the Chicago Bulls probably about a good 50 to 60 times. I saw the White Sox about 35. Uh, I went to a Cubs game once because I was never a Cubs fan. Sorry, Cubs fans out there. Um, I did go to one Blackhawks game and I went to two Bears games, and uh, yeah, that's kind of my extent uh, in regards to the sporting adventure. But I definitely would love to see a wrestling match live. Uh, but yeah, never got to do that. And he says, um, however, as much of a wrestling fan I am, it doesn't mean I'm one of those people who believe that they don't do anything wrong as there has been moments that made me go, what the, you know, censored, even if it wasn't, uh, even if it hasn't been as good as it was years ago, uh, which I would agree to an extent, I am a fan and that won't be changing anytime soon. Since you guys are going to be discussing WrestleMania, I was hoping to give my thoughts. Now, uh, before we go a little further into that, uh, here's the thing. You know, when I look at wrestling now, I guess this is considered the PG era. You know, and, and I, it was definitely the Stone Cold Steve Austin era was a dynamic. You know, I recently picked up, of course, the Dwayne Johnson, the, the, the recent Blu-ray that came out. And Chris Jericho uh, did excellent uh, interviews on that. So did Triple H. Believe it or not, John Cena is on there. CM Punk is on there. And it's basically the whole rise of, of Dwayne Johnson. Um, it's the epic, I think it's called the epic journey of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's really awesome. Uh, I'm going to put a review on that on the Facebook page. Uh, so if you're not, if you have not liked the Sweet Delay Podcast fan, uh, fan page, uh, make sure you click like on Facebook so you can see that because I do take movies that I watch on DVD 
and I do go ahead and post those reviews, uh, mini mini reviews, uh, when I'm not actually recording for the show. But uh, it was really awesome, you know, seeing that. You know, Chris Jericho said, "If you're lucky, you get to see one star." You know, there was Hulk Hogan. You know, but during the but during the Attitude Era, you had two. You had Stone Cold and you had The Rock. You know, today we have John Cena. You know, that's what he was basically saying. And uh, it was just so cool to, you know, for me to be able to experience the Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, fighting. And uh, it was just so good. I remember when it was Raw was called Raw's War and you had Raw on Sunday. And then uh, The Rock created the word SmackDown. It's actually in the in the dictionary now because Dwayne Johnson made up that term. And that's how they created the show SmackDown. Uh, it was supposed to be The Rock show. And then eventually he moved over to Raw uh, a little while later and stuff. But I, I definitely am very thankful I was able to watch wrestling during the Attitude Era. It was so good. Now, the PG era, the PG era, I get it. It's supposed to be more for kids kind of thing. But um, it's definitely something that I miss. But uh, since The Rock's been on it, it's been some good times because he's definitely saying stuff now that uh, most people haven't been saying especially you know he's been gone for seven years and and coming back it's been some good times so uh let me let me continue on what anthony says here all right he says uh wrestlemania by far is one of the big shows slash pay-per-views and is considered the super bowl of wrestling which i 100 percent agree with you that sir uh, I've seen bought all the past 27 Manias, and hopefully we'll be ordering the one to be done in a few weeks, <laughs> which, you know, is in two days. Some of my favorite moments matches for Mania are the matches that Randy Savage had against uh, Ricky Steamboat, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and Ric Flair, which were WrestleMania 3, 5, 6, 7, 8, respectively. Now, I think WrestleMania 3... For me, that's the first WrestleMania that I saw. That was a pretty crazy WrestleMania. It was pretty fun. I definitely love Randy Savage. He was good times. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, uh, he was definitely uh, an inspiration. He was definitely cool. But, of course, you know, Hulk Hogan was probably, for me, it was Hulk Hogan, then Randy Savage, and then Rowdy Piper were probably my three favorite wrestlers during the time I watched it uh, as a kid. Um, Then he said WrestleMania 10. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Uh, WrestleMania 12, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels went from uh, went for an hour and I wasn't bored. And WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart versus Steve Austin. Now, um, I when I got The Rock's book, which was um, The Rock Says, he talked about how him and Owen Hart were really, really close. And he was there the night that Owen Hart died. And uh, you know, it was really it was really hard for him to to kind of go on that night. Uh, which, you know, of course, they did tribute to him and everything else like that. But uh, it was definitely sad. It's always horrible when a wrestler dies, you know. And I definitely respect the fact that the next night or the next taping of whenever the big event is, that they take the time and they show respect and they don't, as far as I've seen, they don't actually wrestle. They just do, just they spend the time in honoring that person. I really dig that. I, I really respect that. I mean, name another sport. Like if someone was to die in baseball, that they would stop a baseball game the next night and just spend and honor that person's memory. I think it's pretty cool that wrestling does that. You know, and if any other sporting event does do that, for, forgive my arrogance there. I'm just going off of my own experience. So uh, he says, since it was stated that you two stopped keeping track, 
of it after the 90s, which I did. I said that. Uh, I'm, it's really, uh, I'll really mention things that might have happened in the later ones expected, uh, in the later ones except that you still, that you should still consider seeing the matches that Shawn Michaels had, particularly against Kurt Angle and the two Undertaker matches. Now, Kurt Angle, that guy, man, I'll tell you, for the longest time, I thought Kurt Angle and The Rock hated each other until I got a, one of The Rock DVDs and you see The Rock playing a practical joke on Kurt Angle in the shower. It was real funny. And what was really cool is is when I was reading The Rock Says, how he talked about how him and Stone Cold were best friends and how they spent hours upon hours upon hours making the WrestleMania matches they did flawless. And, uh, and during the match, they would just talk to each other and stuff. So it was just so cool when I found that out. I had so much more respect for those two because of the fact that they, they came off excellently at thinking that they hated each other but it was definitely a legitimate uh you know as as Dwayne says in in his dvd how number one was available i was not going to take number two and austin wasn't going to do the same thing either so there was definitely a for real professional you know butting heads and that's just as as vince mcmahon said in the dvd they both brought the best out of each other all right, but thanks, Anthony, so much for writing in, sir. Always great to hear from you, and definitely don't think that you know I was, uh, you know, mad or yelling at you. It's just the whole thing online just frustrates me with the whole writing on the arm, and it's just like I got to stick up for it, you know. But other than that, sir, you had a great email. I enjoyed it. it you made some excellent points. It was so good. So again, thank you, sir. And uh, guess what? We have a new member of the STL Nation. And what happens when we get a new member of the STL Nation? All right, and our new member is Steve Rogers. Now, uh, as you guys know, everybody gets a nickname when you are inducted into the STL Nation. So uh, since this is his first email, I definitely don't want to give him a nickname yet, but he's definitely a fun guy. Um, Me and him have good times on Facebook. He doesn't post too much, but when he does, he always has really good, interesting points. And uh, it's really good to hear from you, sir. And he says, hi, guys. Just sending a quick WrestleMania thought. First, in my opinion, probably the most important WrestleMania was X1V in 1998. Because you know what, guys? I'm stupid. I don't know how to... Let's see. 10... I, I think 14, yeah. So X1V, because I'm an idiot and I don't know what that is. Yeah, I guess I should have done some research here before I did that. But anyways, it was WrestleMania 1998. He said the WWF was at a crossroads. I mean, the whole reason for Montreal uh, came down not to not to being able to match Turner's offer to Bret Hart. He says, I mean, the whole reason for Montreal's come down to not being able to match Turner's offer to Bret Hart. And by that point, the light at the end of the tunnel could be seen. Of course, WCW's implosion helped as well. Things were building and building towards the Austin Attitude Era, though. And that was pretty much the point of no return. And it's an understatement to say that the business has never been the same since, which I agree with you 100%, sir. It was definitely some great times. Um so entertaining and so fun and i'll tell you all week i've been watching old school attitude era stuff and it's just it's just fun fun stuff 
And he said, as much uh, as I like the WrestleMania 3's Hulk versus Andre the Giant, the significance in the moment of time outweighs the quality of the match. Anyways, until next time, Rogers 316 says, you know the rest. Uh, thank you, Mr. Steve Rogers 316. I mean, that's just a cool enough name as is because Rogers is definitely, he's the Stone Cold fan and I'm the Rock fan. So we definitely have excellent conversations on Facebook when it comes to uh, Austin and Rock. Uh, we definitely never put each other down. It, we both have a mutual respect of, I know you love Austin, you know I love the Rock. And, uh, and it was really good times. So uh, thank you so much, sir, for writing in. Um, it's awesome to get a new member into the STL Nation. And, uh, and great email, sir. Good stuff. So our next email comes from John the Mailman. And John the Mailman says, Hello, Mike and Ty. Growing up, I was big into the WWE. Back then, it was the WWF. Which, all right, let's talk about the name change real quick. So... How crazy was it the fact of they've had this name forever, right? The WWF, the World Wrestling Federation. Then all of a sudden, they change it to WWE, but and you look at the logo, it's the regular WWE you're used to seeing, but there's no F at the end and there's no E. It's just World Wrestling Entertainment because of the, I believe is the World Wildlife Foundation or something like that, basically... They, I guess, sued and had, they had to change their name, which was, I don't know a whole lot about that situation, but it's kind of funny. Um, I do like it, you know, the fact that they changed it to WWE and it's kind of got a more cool ring to it, but, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. He said, first, let me share my top five wrestlers. Number five, the Heartbreak Kid. He said he was fun to watch and his finisher is super fun. Get it? Super sidekick. Moving on. Um, yeah, you know, the Heartbreak Kid is definitely cool, and it's going to be good to see him be the uh, the guest referee in the Hell in a Cell match. I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Number four, Stone Cold. He kicks butt and took names later, which this is true. I mean, let's talk about Stone Cold for a second here. I remember looking back at Stone Cold and, and seeing his original, like, coming into wrestling and how he looked and it was pretty funny i mean nothing is as hysterical as when the rock started off i mean the rock was the most ridiculous looking wrestler to ever come into the ring i mean he was so stupid looking not even funny but austin definitely had his moment uh when he first came in i really like how he just decided like the rock to reinvent himself and uh you know and really it's a great thing that uh you know, to be honest with you, without Austin, there would be no Rock because the Rock essentially being pissed off at the fan reaction that he got, he kind of took the the template, so to speak, that Austin created and, and made it his own. And that's what created the two greatest superstars of that time and still, in my opinion, the two greatest superstars, Steve Austin and, and The Rock. And uh, it was just really awesome. You know, the, it's just seeing him go up and do middle fingers. I mean, you never would see that on TV. Nowadays, you could totally get away with it. But back then, man, I'll tell you, when I saw him just flipping people off, I'm like, you can still, sh you can show that on TV. And, and it's funny, depending on the channel, they would either let you say ass and then uh, another channel would bleep it out. So it was always funny. You never knew what you were going to, what channel was going to let you see what, but I mean, if it wasn't for Austin, The Rock never would be as awesome as he is. So I definitely have to thank Steve Austin for making The Rock as cool and as good as he is. 
And uh, I love I love that era. It was good times. And, uh, and it was just cool to be against my family, you know. They love Steve Austin. I love The Rock. It was always good times. He says The Rock, the best talker in the game, which this is true, sir, 100%. Number two is Triple H. He is the game. And number one, Brett the Hitman Hart. He is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there will ever be. Uh, now, I can't uh, really give my opinion too much on Bret Hart. Um, you know, I know, I know a Brett, the, the hitman heart, but I never paid too close attention to him. I think when he started to get big is kind of when my eyes went away from wrestling, but I know how big he is and how respected he is. So, you know, that's a good choice, sir. And he says, my favorite WrestleMania would have to be number 10 because the hitman won the belt. It started with the Royal Rumble where Brett and Lex, uh, longer tied a coin flip would decide who went up against uh, Yakuzina first, then the other would fight later. Now, Lex won the flip and went first and lost. Brett would fight uh, Yakuzuna next in the main event. All hell broke loose. Hulk Hogan was there and Brett won the title. A lot of history with Brett versus Sean and Vince screwing. All right, so he goes on to say, Mike, I'll I'll tell you this as a friend in big letters. Watch The Walking Dead Season 2. It is hot. Uh, does Ty watch it? Which I don't know if Ty watches it. Um, or, you know, we'll find out when he comes on. Um, if so, what did you think of the season finale? And what are some of your what are some of your zombie movies? Night of the Living Dead is great, and I love the Dawn of the Dead remake. I love Zombie Land myself. I think it's great. I've never seen the Dawn of the Dead remake, but I've heard great things. You know, I do like the Resident Evil films, even though most people don't. I definitely dig them. Um, the last one I really, really enjoyed because it was more video game based. But the CGI films are excellent. Degeneration was really, really good. But uh, I know, sir, I got to get on that Walking Dead kick. I've only gotten through season one. I definitely got to get on season two. So I'm looking forward to checking it out, sir. He says, have any of you watched the DC uh animated movies um i do have uh batman under the red hood and um here's the thing it's just the artwork kind of i don't know i want to watch especially like the death of superman but when i see the artwork i'm just like uh you know i gotta kind of just swallow uh you know my issues and just watch it because i think they would be very entertaining um i definitely want to check out justice league doom uh, Superman Doomsday. Uh, I'm. I definitely want to check it out. And uh, and you did mention Young Justice, which uh, I haven't heard of that one yet. But I think I know which one you're talking about. But when I saw the newest one, uh, I think it was Justice League Doom with Batman on the front cover. I was like, that looks sick. So I definitely got to check it out. He says I'm loving it, and the new Thundercats is pretty good too. Now Thundercats is my all-time favorite cartoon. Uh, I do like the remake. I think they've done a good job in uh, being. You know, is uh, as close to to pay as much tribute as possible. One thing is, I was really hoping to get the original toys to come back out. You know, so I could get like my Lionel sword and stuff like that. But unfortunately, I haven't found anything like that. But I definitely, I do like the new Thundercats. But for me, it's definitely not better than the original. And he says that should do it for now. Have a great show, John the Mailman. Consider this email delivered. So. Thank you, sir. So much fun hearing from you. Some good stuff. All right. And guess what? We have another new member of the STL Nation. Banzai, Daniel-san! Hey, Banzai! 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 
All right. And our new member is Jameson. And Jameson is a very cool guy. Now, um, you probably could be familiar, especially you guys in the STL Nation. We all listen to Jason shows, you know, Flicks, Film and Focus, and Show Me to Winston. So Jason has mentioned um, Jameson's show, which is Movie Mojo Monthly, which is my new favorite podcast. Really excellent podcast. Good times. And I, I knew James. I knew of Jameson. I heard him on Flicks. He uh, gave some Karate Kid love when he came on to help review the Karate Kid series with uh, Jason and Dan. And ever since then, I was like, this guy is really cool. Um, so needless to say, when I found out he had a podcast, I had to check it out. And the cool thing with Jameson is he's pretty much uh, like me. He likes the same crap that I do. And, uh, and most of all, both of the hosts on the show, they love The Rock. So immediately, I was like, okay. I'm sold. Excellent podcast. So on the Facebook page, I have added their Facebook page to the likes. Um, you know, when you look on the page to show you all of the different podcasts that are favorites of mine, which would be all of, you know, there's like 10 of them. He, the, that podcast has been added. So if you want to find it, just go to the Facebook page and look under the favorites section and you will find the podcast. Go check it out. It's some good times. And, uh, and Jameson is definitely a fun guy. And here is what he had to say. He said, Hello, sir, and greetings to the STL Nation. I saw your post about the upcoming WrestleMania. I figured I'd break into STL with my thoughts. First off, much like you, I grew up on a huge, I grew up a huge rock guy. I'm sure you've expounded up about Dwayne before, which, you guys know it's a running gag, you know, Dwayne. That's how I refer to him as first name basis because we're buds. So uh, Jameson definitely gets the joke at some good times. Uh, and he said, so I'll just say this. I was excited last year when he returned. I was excited to show my boys the people's champ. And that's what last year was definitely awesome. You know, I'll never forget it. Uh, I just watched the video again today. And that's when um, The Rock returns. And it was, uh, you know, they were announcing, and now the host of WrestleMania 27 is, and then they put the lights on, they put the lights off, and they they waited like a minute or two, and then once the, if you smell the fan, I don't think I've heard a crowd that loud in my whole entire life. I mean, the they blew the roof off when uh, when the rocks. Music came on. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to talk about some of my favorite moments. Um, and the WrestleMania that's my favorite definitely leads into kind of the the end of the Rock career, which I guess I'll just get into it now. My favorite WrestleMania is probably going to be uh, 19 because that's when the Rock, uh, by this point, he was kind of hated by the fans because of the fact of he was doing Hollywood and uh, they all felt betrayed and everything. And, and he talks about how, you know what, uh, he was, and he was kind of hurt by it, how people kind of turned their back on him. And, and he decided to go against the fans and uh, and started making fun of them. And that's when he had the black leather coat. And that's when he went up against Hogan and stuff. But this one, this is where The Rock has lost both WrestleManias to Steve Austin. And this particular WrestleMania was special because of the fact of he won. You know, he said that I've done it all. I need to beat the rattlesnake. And essentially after he beat the rattlesnake, uh, this was Stone Cold Steve Austin's last fight because of his neck injuries. He had to be done. But there was three rock bottoms in this WrestleMania. It was flipping amazing. And then um, the rock left after, uh, you know, and shortly fought Goldberg. And then, you know, after that, 
that's when uh, he basically, after the Gold the Goldberg fight, just told everybody he was taking a sabbatical from wrestling. Uh, went on to go make, uh, I believe at that time, was Walking Tall, and uh, and never stopped since. So when he, uh, you know, he would make occasional appearances here and there. I remember some dumb one with Eugene. Uh, but essentially, he was gone for seven years. So when it was rumored he was going to be the the WrestleMania host, but when his music hit, the fans just blew the roof off. And I'll tell you, I got chills. I still get goosebumps when I watch that video. It's just so good. It's so well shot, and and just hearing the audience is great. And uh, and I definitely say that that's my favorite WrestleMania would be nineteen. And, uh, you know, and I definitely dig the backlash with the whole Goldberg. And it's just because that was the end of the era, you know, it was the end of Stone Cold. And it was pretty much the end of The Rock because that was his, his last uh, pay-per-view until last year. Last year was good times when he was the host and, you know, The Miz and John Cena fought and, and The Rock got, uh, you know, he came out and, and he rocked it. And uh, it was it was awesome. And, of course, you know, from... It pretty much looked like Triple H kicked the living crap out of Undertaker the whole time. And then, of course, Undertaker won. Um, so I'll get into my predictions uh, when we get done with the emails here and what I think is going to happen on Sunday. But, uh, you know, it was definitely fun to see The Rock back and, uh, you know, and kick both their butts at the end. And then, uh, of course, we got the tag team match later at Survivor Series. And then... We got uh, WrestleMania now, so uh, it's been some good times. So Jameson continues on to say that uh, I was excited last year when he returned. Uh, I I was excited because I got to show my boys the People's Champ. I remember marking out in my living room upon his return. However, I really enjoyed John Cena and what he stands for. I like the message my boys get from him as one of their favorites, which let me just go into this a little bit here. Now, John Cena, I definitely, you know, he's made two movies. He's made The Marine. He made 12 Rounds. Uh, 12 rounds. I really enjoy 12 Rounds. Uh, a lot of people hate on that film, but I actually like it. Now, John Cena, I never hated him, but I just kind of thought he was annoying. Um, I like him now. I definitely didn't like him when he was like the, the hardcore rapper kind of thing. Here's where my opinion started to change for John Cena. That was this past Monday. This past Monday before Raw, there was this documentary on called Once in a Lifetime, which gave the kind of the behind the scenes life into John Cena and The Rock, which The Rock, for the most part, I knew all that stuff. It was John Cena I never, you know, I'd never seen before and seen his, his brothers and his mom. Here's where my opinion changed of him. When I saw how much the kids love him, if you guys don't know this, John Cena is the biggest um, Make-A-Wish Foundation person there is. He has done Make-A-Wish Foundation more than any other person has ever done. And I got a whole new respect level for him because now I understood why the kids love him so much. And just the way he was interacting with the kids and it, I just saw the big heart that he has. I got a whole new respect for him. And, uh, and it really changed things. And even my wife, after my wife watched it, that's kind of what she's like, you know what? I... You know, I hate to say it, but I kind of hope that John Cena wins uh, WrestleMania because of the fact of, you know, he was talking about how WrestleMania is his home. And, uh, you know, that's this is all that I have. This is why I have to win. You, you get to go make movies and you're this big movie star, but it's not like you're staying, you know. And I totally connected 
with that, which was definitely, it was definitely interesting. That documentary really helped change things, in my opinion. So I definitely understand what Jameson means by that. And my, my daughters, you know, my three-year-old and my nine-year-old, they love The Rock. But uh, they definitely love John Cena with the whole You Can't See Me, and it's definitely funny watching them do the uh, do the imitation and stuff like that. And my three-year-old just walks around town and, and not walk around town, but she'll walk around the house. And once that commercial comes on for, you know, the, the rock and Cena, she's like, it's John Cena and the rock, you know. It's just really funny to, uh, to see my three-year-old know that. So uh, he goes on to say that uh, he gets a lot of grief for his limited uh, repertoire. Uh, but did that limit Hogan or Warrior? Heck. It wasn't like Stone Cold was the most uh, versatile wrestler, so I never understood that complaint. I think Cena cuts amazing pros, promos, and he seems genuine, um, which I agree. Here, here's the thing, you know, my love for The Rock, you know, you guys know it goes deep, but here's the thing: The Rock has gotten his butt kicked in promos uh, this year. I have never seen The Rock trip over his words before. You know, he always knows exactly what to say. You know, and you guys can say, oh, it's writing and it's scripted and all that crap. You know what? The Rock makes up, he writes his own crap. I mean, the most epic one recently was the one where he starts throwing John Cena stuff over the bridge. You know, it was so good. But just recently when when they're in confrontation together, the stuff that John Cena says to him kind of trips him up. And it looks so legit and so real. And, uh, and I'll tell you, these two are excellent. I mean, if they, I truly believe that they really are friends. I mean, when I watched the hall of fame, when, uh, rock was uh, inducting his dad into the hall of fame, he was joking with John Cena, how they torture people by making him watch the Marine. And he's just like, Oh, and you see Ray Mysterio in the background laughing. And he just kind of, he bows and he's like, good one going. He's like, Hey, it's okay. I made doom. Nobody saw that. And just the way they looked at each other, it's like, you could tell that they definitely are great friends. It seemed, but at the same time, I think that, you know, they've planned this very well. Their marketing is crazy. Uh, the fruity pebbles, I mean, fruity pebbles took off, uh, like crazy. So I definitely think that this has been planned for a long time. They've executed it perfectly and they've definitely made John Cena come over the rock, which is something I've never seen happen. I've never seen any opponent come over the rock in regards to promos. Sure. The rocks lost plenty of times in the ring, no doubt about it, but I've never seen them lose in promos this year. He's been losing the promos to John Cena. That was really hard for me to admit it, but I had to be honest. And, you know, it's true. The Rock pretty much is uh, John Cena's winning by like, you know, like like 10 points in regards to promos. I mean, he's been really doing great, except the last two weeks, The Rock's really come back to to kind of take him out. So it's good stuff. Now, Jameson goes on to say that I am excited for this match. I just really hope for a clean finish after a year of buildup. No double count out or garbage like that, which I hear you, sir. I am 100% on you uh, on you there. I want a clean match. I don't want no stupid interference. I don't want no chairs, No, none of that crap. I just want a good, clean fight. I mean, if the fight is only 20 minutes, I don't care. I just want a good, clean fight. That tag team match was awesome. And I just want a good, clean fight. This is a year buildup. I mean, name another time where they've called out a match a year in advance. It's never happened before. If it has, enlighten me because I sure don't know. And we got a whole year buildup on this thing. And I'm pretty sure they've been delivering on everything else, promos and commercials and everything else. I think this match is going to be pretty awesome. He says, as for the rest of the
rest of the card, I have grown to love uh, Sheamus and expect uh, a title run for him to start Sunday. I'm hoping Punk can hold on against Y2J. The Kane slash Orton match seems so forced that there's no heat there for me, which I agree with you 100% there. I've o- I'm always pulling for Orton, but it's, uh, it's a bad match. The GM match just seems like a cluster uh, you-know-what to me. Rather than a great money in the bank match, they throw all random guys into this thing. I mean, yeah, look at Booker T. The guy's like, what, almost 50, and he's being thrown into this match now as of Monday. Pretty interesting. Um, at at least make, make an elimination tag match. Uh, I'll skip the Divas match and get right to the Triple H taker Michael's show. I really don't understand why they decided to rematch these two men. After rewatching last year's match, neither man can go for a long duration anymore. I don't need to see them laying around for minutes on end struggling to stand and just hitting finishers on each other. But that that's some good that's some good points, sir. But then Helena Cell was uh, brought in and it could be great or incredibly bad. Uh, I think Heartbreak Kid was dragged into it just to help move the match along and fill those um, those lulls. Um, it's definitely going to be strange seeing the dead man out there, bald and old looking, trying to get around in that cell again. But I'm hopeful. And hopefully for the entire card. Hopefully that my $65 will not be a decision I regret. Unlike last year's, last year's WrestleMania felt like a crane kick to the face. To the face. Thanks for your time and keep rocking the STL, Jameson. Which, Jameson already gets his nickname. It's Jameson. Jameson's got a cool name enough. I don't need to add anything to it. So, thank you, sir. Uh, always a good time. And uh, and uh, you made some excellent points, sir. I, I agree with you. You know, in regards to this whole Triple H and Undertaker match, here's kind of my prediction on this. I truly believe that uh, this will be Undertaker's last one. I mean, think about it. The guy hasn't hasn't fought for like a year, right? I really think that this the Undertaker is done after this. The question remains though, are they going to let the Undertaker have the 20 and 0 record or are they going to let you know, are they going to let Triple H win? I mean, either way the streak the streak loses. I honestly think my gut reaction is is that the Undertaker will lose. That is my gut reaction. Based on last year Triple H kicking the crap out of Undertaker, I mean, it looked more like Triple H had the upper hand in this one until, you know, Undertaker came back at the end. I think Triple H has a little bit more juice in him than Undertaker. So I'll give my prediction now. I think that uh, Triple H will win. The Undertaker will lose. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully I'm wrong because it would be cool to see him go 20-0. and 0. I mean, it's a nice rounded number. But I don't know, man. Triple H, he's done a lot of hell in the cells. A lot. Him and Rock did a lot of hell in the cells. And Triple H is one guy that, you know, he's definitely tough. No doubt about it. So, and I mean, Undertaker, my favorite Undertaker was the biker guy. When they were playing Kid Rock, American Badass, that was my guy. You know, or the Limp Bizkit rolling, rolling, rolling. I definitely don't dig the whole dead man, eyes rolling in the back of the head. I, For me, Undertaker became awesome when he was the biker. That's how I think he should always be, but... I guess not a lot of fans dug that, and, and it's a shame because I thought he was flipping awesome always coming out with the bike. For me, when he was the biker and he came out with the bike and you had the Kid Rock music or the Limp Biscuit rolling song, to me, Undertaker at that point became like 
so flipping like iconic. You know, I mean, he was already iconic in a lot of people's eyes, but for me, that's when he became iconic. And then, unfortunately, he lost the biker thing, and you know, and that was kind of it. So, so that's my thoughts on that. All right, and our uh, our next email comes from John the Music Man, and he says, "Hello, sirs and STL Nation." Wrestling, well, as a kid, I remember arguing if it was real or fake, which I hear you, sir, I did the exact same thing. This was when it wasn't common knowledge that it was fake. But this was the time of the great Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Piper and the Macho Man. And I'm still a fan of the wrestlers in film, especially Ready to Rumble, which I, I hear you, sir, Ready to Rumble some good times. And, uh, you know, it's definitely cool seeing, uh, you know, seeing Sting in that movie. And it was just a just a funny, funny film. And he said, now, why am I not a big fan of wrestling? In college, I worked at KB Toys, which, oh, that was a great store. I remember that. And they closed that down around my neck of the woods. And we would pre-sell wrestling toys like Goldberg. I didn't mind selling it. I minded the most people who pre-bought it. They would throw their money at me at almost and almost bark at me while I got their info. Took all that I had not to be rude or others th- or other things I cannot say on the show. Luckily, once uh, once one out of five people were like this. Uh, luckily, only one out of five people were like this. So, uh, gave me hope for wrestling fans. Well, that's all about that's. Uh, I can't read today. Sorry, guys. Well, that's about all I have uh, for wrestling for me. But of course, when I need to check some movies that have wrestlers in it, like The Rock and GI Joe 2, John the Music Man from Philly. So thank you, sir. Always awesome to hear from you. And I definitely, you know, I'm definitely pumped for GI Joe 2, man. It's gonna be some good times. Which, you know, definitely after after this, you know, after WrestleMania, I think we'll get The Rock and Cena one more time on Monday Night Raw. It'll be some final, some final whatever they're gonna do. And then The Rock will be gone to do some G.I. Joe promotion. Because uh, The Rock's got two more movies coming out this year besides G.I. Joe. I don't predict to see The Rock probably another year or two if we're lucky. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. And um, guess what? This is our final email. And uh, before I get into the iTunes review, guess what? We have a new member of the STL Nation. What happens when we get a new member? All right, and uh, this guy already has his own nickname, and uh, it's Monday Night Jason. And the reason why um, this person, um, Jason, we, uh, we we talk on Twitter all the time, and the reason why he's called Monday Night Jason is because of the fact um, every Monday night when we watch Raw, uh, especially since The Rock's been on, we always tweet to one another about each match and how boring or how crappy it was. And we talk about The Rock and it's just been some good times. So it's like every Monday night I know that I can expect to get texts, you know, Twitters from Jason, uh, Jason W. And uh, and it's it's been awesome. So he, he automatically gets the nickname of Monday Night Jason and he's cool with it, you know, in the STL group. I definitely, uh, you know, asked him. I was like, "Hey, this is what we got, sir. Are you cool with it?" And he's he's totally cool with it. So here is what Monday Night Jason has to say. He says, "What is what's up, Mister Masunis? This is long overdue, but I finally got a chance to drop you a line. Which so glad to hear from you, sir." Uh, he says, "It's almost time for Mania, and you and I are both ready to see Rock and Cena bring the house down this Sunday. So with that in mind, I'm gonna make a couple of predictions." And share some of my favorite memories of WrestleMania, which 
Um, since this is the last email, uh, I will definitely give my predictions um, along with uh, what uh, Monday Night Jason has to say. He says, prediction, first off, I'm going for Cena over The Rock. Even with Mania beginning and uh, even though, uh, even with Mania being in Miami, Cena is, in my opinion, the future of the company. This match will stand as a passing of the torch from Rock to Cena. It should be 30 to 45 minutes in one of the better matches of the night. All right, so you guys are probably wondering what, you know, who am I picking? Am I picking Cena? Am I picking Rock? And, and all that fun stuff. So here's the thing. I've heard this whole passing of the torch thing. I was like, what's there to pass? The Rock's been gone for like a long time. He's been in wrestling. John Cena's been there for 10 years. What torch is there to pass? It's not like flipping, you know, he just got there two years ago. So I've never understood this whole passing of the torch thing. Until I started going back and watching some, you know, Hulk Hogan and and essentially that match where, where Rock beat Hogan, you know, the icon versus icon match, it was essentially the the passing of the torch, so to speak. And here's the thing. After Monday night, after the speech, and it got real, man, the speech that they had because actually J.R. Ross, if you guys are familiar with J.R. Ross, he mentioned on Twitter a couple weeks ago how what you've been seeing on, on Monday Night Raw has been real. He goes, the guys have actually said things that they weren't supposed to say. They've taken it a little too far. So there's definitely some legitimate uh, words that are spoken. And when John Cena was talking about how this is all I have, I have to win because you have Hollywood, you have movies. What do I have? You know, I've been here through the good times and the bad times. And, of course, The Rock's like, you know, I'm the one that helped build this place. You know, me and Stone Cold. You know, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have this place, essentially, is, is kind of his argument. So when I look at it that, you know, after, let's say The Rock wins, okay, because The Rock's whole, the whole reason for him wanting to win is to be the absolute best because he beat Hogan, he beat uh, Austin, and if he beat Cena, he would be considered the best of the best, which the fans already consider him to be the best of the best. I mean, he's the people's champion. John Cena has to beat The Rock to basically prove he belongs in the business and, uh, you know, and that the hate definitely isn't, you know, that he's proved himself. And as much as I want The Rock to win, my gut feeling is Cena is going to win. That's who I honestly believe is going to win. Um, do I want to, you know, am I happy with that? You know what? After after watching a documentary and seeing how big of a heart that this guy really has and uh, I, I can be cool with it because here's what I honestly think is going to happen after, uh, you know, after the match, after the one, two, three, I can see, uh, the rock, John Cena, both of them. Um, I don't necessarily see him hugging, but I definitely see them, uh, just raising their arm up to one another, you know, just holding, putting each other's arms up kind of thing. You know, I really want The Rock to win. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It would be awesome considering the fact that this has been a year buildup and everybody's mostly going for The Rock. But when I start doing all the research and looking at all the the professionals and, and their thoughts and predictions, you know, Cena's got the edge 3-1 uh, to one on, on winning this thing. Now, The Rock losing in Miami, I mean, are we going to get a riot going on? God only knows. I mean, are we going to get a draw? We're definitely not going to get a draw. My gut feeling is, is that Cena is going to win this. Uh, it, would I love to be wrong? Of course I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to see The Rock win. But in all honesty, it does make sense that The Rock should lose so John Cena would get the respect from maybe those people that just don't want to give it to him because of the fact of after this, Rock's going to be gone, man. He's going to do take care of some G.I. Joe, which, hey, you know, I love The Rock movies. 
to me, he's the Arnold Schwarzenegger of today. You know, you guys know he is my all. He's my favorite entertainer. Period. I mean, the guy can sing. He can act. He can. He can dance. I mean, he's hilarious. He can be a douchebag. He can be the sweetest guy. He can cry. I mean, he's just, he's great. He's got the whole package. And I always wondered if he wanted to try to win an Oscar. And, and in that documentary, he talked about how one day he'd like to win an Oscar. Now, is he close to Oscar performance? No. Uh, what could he get there? I could totally see it because whatever he puts his mind to, it happens. So, yeah, I think, you know, 10 years, 20 years from now, he could win an Oscar. I think that'd be awesome. But for me, I would definitely take The Rock any day in movies than I would in the ring. I mean, how cool is it to see him every week? It's totally awesome to flip on my cable and see The Rock live. You know, it's awesome. But I love his movies, man. There's some good times, and uh, and I love action, and he makes great action films. So, uh, it's, I mean, I get the best of both worlds. I get them in movies and then occasionally I get to flip over my cable and see them live and interact with fans and it's awesome. So in my eyes, I already win because of the fact of I get him in movies and, you know, I saw him at his peak, you know, I saw him, you know, I saw him go through the highs and, and the lows. I mean, my favorite of the rock is when he was like, always had the rich, the rich shirts on, you know, the $800 shirt and the $500 pair of shoes and the glasses. I mean, one of my all time favorite, uh, moments would probably be the, um, you know, I love it when he's like, one, two, it doesn't matter if the rock counts to three. And that's the whole triple H, uh, there was that match and it was against Triple H and Bulldog and the Rock had on his uh, his like dress clothes and and after he took out both of them he did the people's elbow like he slid with his dress shoes it was just so good man it was so awesome I definitely love the the Rock and Sock connection you know I'll never forget when Mick Foley you know came back he had his head shaved and and he got one on the rock when he's like how does it feel to be the five time WWE champion he goes it doesn't matter how you feel and and the rock was caught off guard and he started laughing i mean the whole rock and sock stuff was always awesome uh but for me he was the funniest and at his top notch prime when he was like the the rich rock as i like to call it and then i saw him when he was like you know yeah, fans hated him and he put on the leather jacket and, he, and I was like why is he no longer liked anymore and I never understood because of the whole Hollywood thing and then it's good to see him back but here's the thing for me the rock kind of he's kind of missing something you know which kind of sucks he doesn't do the catchphrases nearly as much it's just you know um it's just I think he's gotten to the point where you know, I mean, we're never going to see him in the ring again like we're, we know, we're used to seeing him week in and week out. And I'm cool with that because I've seen him at his prime. I've seen him, as he said, he did everything he wanted to do in the business. He got to the top. There was nowhere else to go except movies. So I'm cool with it. So it's good stuff. So um, that's my prediction between those two. And uh, so Monday Night Jason goes on to CM Punk and Jericho. He says Punk will win over Jericho, which... That's my thoughts exactly as well. Technically, this should be the best wrestling match. I say that because the two wrestlers in this match are phenomenal and ring performers. With all the tension that has been building since the Elimination Chamber, these guys will put on a great show. I agree 100% with your statement, sir. Uh, I, too, I too believe CM Punk will win that match. The Hell in a Cell match. Being realistic here, Undertaker never loses at Mania. So, the match should be okay. But the only thing I believe people will be keeping their eyes out 
is for uh, HBK. Even with Triple H and Taker fighting the cell, it's honestly more of the the same of last year. Trip will lose, uh, but will again beat the holy hell out of the Taker. And as a bonus, Heartbreak Kid will super kick Taker and Trip after the match and uh, and over and be the only one leaving the cell on his feet, which I could totally see that happening. You know, my prediction, as I said, is that uh, Triple H will win, Taker will lose, but uh, I could totally see Heartbreak Kid getting the best of both of them at the end. So we will see uh, if I am right or if I am wrong there. As for the rest of the media, besides the match between Daniels and Sheamus, they will all be afterthoughts in comparison to Rock and Cena, which I agree with you 100% there, sir. You know, I think Daniels and Sheamus, in my opinion, are kind of ridiculous, so I really don't care who wins. I guess I would pick Sheamus over Daniels because he's a little bit more popular than Daniels, in my opinion, but I guess we will see uh, what's up with that. Now, um, they will be afterthoughts in comparison to Rock and Cena. The Divas match, as always, will be a complete waste of time, which this is true. Um, It is funny to see... um, Maria Men, Men uh, what's her last name? Mendoza. Uh, yeah, she's a good time. It's funny to see her in this match, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And the GM versus GM match, only redeeming factor is Booker T. Um, I think the Booker T team will win. That's my personal opinion on that one. Um, I will say in general that I'm looking forward to Mania, but I've but I'm scared for the future wrestling. If the WWE doesn't start pushing more younger talent and building them up to a level that Rock, Cena, Triple H, or Taker. Um, as for my memories of Mania, it seems like every year, one way or the other, I have always watched Mania. Now, not every Mania is the same. Some have been awesome, while others have been subpar. But there have been some amazing matches up till now. Here's my list of some of my favorites. Best technical matches. Macho Man vs. Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 3. And Shawn Michaels vs. Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. Yeah. Kurt Angle was a phenomenal, phenomenal wrestler. I definitely enjoyed, even though he was not liked by the fans, I definitely enjoyed his technical style. Um, Best Oh My God matches would be Edge vs. Foley at WrestleMania 22. The Triple Ladder match at WrestleMania 2000. And Austin versus Brett at WrestleMania 13. Best Epic Encounters. Hulk versus Rock at WrestleMania 18. Rock versus Austin at uh, Mania 10. Uh, yeah, see, I'm done when it comes to that stuff. I'm going to have to. You guys can make fun of me all you want on the next emails. I'm totally cool with that because, you know, I should know my, my numeral. My Roman numerals, but I don't because I'm an idiot. Hogan versus Andre at Mania 3. Hogan versus Warrior. And um, upcoming Sunday, Rock versus Cena at Mania 28. I could go on for hours talking Mania and wrestling in general, but I will end there. Again, thanks, Miss Tunis, for all that you do. Keep up the good work, and I will holla at you later. Uh, JW, Monday Night Jason. Thank you, sir. It's good times. I'm glad that you've officially wrote in and officially become the STL Nation member. And uh, and it's awesome, good stuff. And uh, we actually have new iTunes reviews, which I can't thank you guys enough for going out and uh, and reviewing the show. You know, I had uh, I had eight, and I've moved up to eleven uh, within the past two weeks, and it's been great. Um, the more reviews I get. The, the more popular the show gets and uh, and thank you so much and uh, if you have not rated the show um, you know 
or left a review on iTunes, please do so. Um, and uh, the first uh, new iTunes review is uh, from Cheerful Charlie. It says, Sweep the Leg is awesome. He says, Masunas does an excellent job every time he reviews a movie from the known to some I've never even seen. He does an incredible job letting you know what the movie is about and researches, and researches it. So if you haven't seen it, you will want to see it. Uh, he recently reviewed the Ghostbusters movie and ever... Uh, ever since I've been looking, um, I have been looking for those movies. Excellent job! I always look forward to an episode of Sweet the Leg. So thank you, Cheerful Charlie. Excellent review, sir. Good times. And our our last one, uh, actually posted twice. Uh, it's from uh, Monday Night Jason. Uh, which hey, that's cool. It posted twice. I don't have a problem there. Uh, it came in on one day. Uh, it came in, yeah, same one. It's just I guess one was under his account, one was under his wife. Uh, and he says, uh, uh, my favorite '80s podcast. He said, if you love the '80s and love the movies of the decade and love rocking out to some great music, then this is the podcast for you. Masunis is a great dude who knows his '80s stuff and has a lot of fun talking about movies as well as music and TV news. He has opened my ear to some new things, and I know he would do the same if you give him a chance. Keep up the good work, Jason W. So that is the iTunes reviews, and uh, it's true. Um, he uh, recently got into uh, my favorite band, Pillar, and uh, it's been some good times uh, just uh, talking to him about the the new, you know, the albums he's listening to and what are his favorite songs and stuff like that. And uh, just real exciting stuff. It, it is some good time. So um, that is what we got, guys, for the uh, for the WrestleMania talk. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the Spotlight song. But for this episode, uh, let's get into the People song. Here comes the ready and now. All right, now the spotlight song. This is the most perfect spotlight song I have ever had for an episode. The lyrics are 100% perfect for this John Cena and Rock fight. And uh, it's called Not Without a Fight. And uh, the lyrics go like this, that I'm not going down that easy. It takes more than that just to break me. I'm not going down without bleeding. I'm not going down, not without a fight. I mean, it's perfect letters, man. It's some good stuff. You know, um, I can see the black cloud breaking, but it doesn't start the scars from aching. I'm standing strong. It won't be long till I see you face to face. I mean, it's just perfect, 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 perfect. Uh, this comes from my favorite band, Pillar. Uh, the guitar, the guitar intro is one of my favorite guitar licks. It's amazing. This song, it just totally rocks. It is unbelievable. Uh, and after, uh, after Monday night, Jason heard this song, he immediately went and got the rest of all the pillar CDs cause he just loved the song It's some good times. So, um, before we, uh, before we end this episode, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for coming and checking out the people's episode. Um, you know, if for whatever reason you don't like the show, um, you know, if you're thinking about, uh, you know, saying some bad things or you were thinking about writing a bad review on iTunes. Well, it doesn't matter what you think. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I worked all week on how I was going to throw it in there. 
uh, in all serious, no, uh, seriousness, uh, you guys are all awesome. I love all my fans. You guys are incredible. Um, you know that the show has been growing slowly but surely. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, um, you know, with the STL group, um, it's uh, open. Just just type in um, STL Nation Randomness, and um, then I'll have to accept you. Uh, but basically, it's been a super fun time. Uh, we have uh, David on there. Now, David, um, he runs this website, uh, which is the same um, uh, website that runs Jameson's podcast, which is Movie Mojo Monthly. It's uh, dvmpe.com. I mean, this guy's like a major podcast pimp. I mean, he's got like uh, all these TV show podcasts, you know, if you like The Secret Circle or um, I mean, Fringe, there's just, uh, I don't know if it was Fringe, but he's got a lot of TV, a lot of TV show podcasts on there, uh, and, and Jameson's podcast is on there, so check out the website, it's www.dvmpe.com, um, you need to check out Movie Mojo Monthly, it's my new favorite podcast, and uh, they always have this clapping in the beginning, I swear it's live, uh, but if it's not live, they do a really good job of making you think it's live in front of an audience, so uh, excellent podcast, Good times, uh, really fun guys, and uh, you know Jameson and and David are uh, now part of the group, and uh, they've been contributing a lot. It's been some good times, so I'd love to have even more people join the group. Like I said, we got about twenty one people currently, and heck, even my wife is part of the group, so it's been some good times. So um, if you are not a fan on the Facebook page, just go to www.facebook.com/sweepdelaypodcast. Uh, you can follow on Twitter at STL Podcast. Um, and then uh, please write an iTunes review. Just rate it, whatever. It would be excellent. You know, the more I get, the better. It's so good, though. I went from 8 to 11. I mean, that's dramatic. So, uh, again, you guys are the greatest fans in the world. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the People's episode as much as I did recording it and putting it together. Uh, this is definitely a super fun episode. And just as John Cena and The Rock, once in a lifetime, this is probably a once in a lifetime episode. Uh, I doubt I'll cover WrestleMania again. But, uh, you know, if we have a good turnout on this podcast, well, for this episode, maybe I'll do it next year, too. Who knows? But anyways, it's been super fun. Uh, Thank you, uh, people, for joining the People's people's episode. And, uh, you know, it's been good times. So here is the Spotlight song. It's from Pillar. Uh, It's not without a fight. I love this song. It is excellent, and I hope you dig it. And uh, don't forget to come back next week. We'll be doing The Last Boy Scout, and that's Bruce Willis. And Damon Wayne's one of my, it's actually my favorite Bruce Willis film outside of the Die Hard series. Uh, excellent film. So that will be coming to you next uh, next week. So, uh, and I can't wait to hear from you guys on uh, WrestleMania and how it went. So uh, this is your host signing out. Masunis out.
to put the dirty jock on his head, put the hockey mask on his face, and then take the hockey stick. Tell Al to hold it. Shut your mouth. Tell Al to hold it nice and tight. Get a good grip so it doesn't slip out. And then tell Al that the rock says, take that hockey stick, turn that some sideways, and stick it straight up his candy head. Then he's going to take The Undertaker with all his Mickey Mouse tattoos, bend him over, take one pile of dirt, pour it on top of his head, turn that shovel sideways, and stick it straight up his candy ass. The Rock lives, breathes, walks, talks, trash all day long. As a matter of fact, Undertaker, The Rock... As a matter of fact, Undertaker, The Rock talks trash in his sleep, just like this. Rudy Boo Cameo. Play the smack it down on this <laughs> Don't worry, Jabroni, The Rock's not gonna punk you out here. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock... Well, hold on, people. <laughs> the Rock, let, let The Rock ask you a quick question real quick. Do you have a warm, fuzzy feeling in your stomach right now? Goosebumps running up and down your spine? We'll goosebump your ass on out of here. Since Rock's baby left him, oh my gosh, he's oh, he found a new place to dwell. Now he's a damn singer. It's down at the end of Jabroni Drive at <laughs> Smackdown Hotel. You like pancakes? Yeah. Well, where are you from? Chicago. Well, The Rock says, why don't you just pancake your back to Chicago? Yeah, smack down the hotel. That's right. Well, no, mankind's not available right now. He's a little busy. His mouth is full with The Rock's foot on his mouth. High five. <laughs> Can you win one for the Micker? Who in the hell's a Micker? Idiot. Don't you ever rock me ever steal the rock's phrases again if you smell with the rock and now in front of all the rocks fans you want to serve the rock a great big piece of that poontang pie <laughs> and of course there is the rock's all-time favorite including rochester's all-time favorite Poontang pie! Poontang your ass on out of here. Michael Cole, you are piercing a hole through the rock's head. You're looking at him like that. The rock. Honey, give the rock a t-shirt. Give the rock a t-shirt. Oh no! Yeah! You keep your head right there, Jaboni. Don't move. The rock's electrifying t-shirt. Right, just like that. Smackdown with him. Don't touch it, Jaboni, and keep the microphone right here. You will wear it, and you will like it. Here's the Rock's brand new electrifying t-shirt. Matter of fact, Smackdown Hotel. Check in for one right across your head. And here's the Rock's brand new people's elbow pad. You hold it right there. Don't move, you puppet. The Rock has a yeah, nice tie, 13 cents. Don't look at the tie. Look at the Rock. Michael Cole, this microphone stinks. What is on your hand? What is the problem? <laughs> the electrifying move. It's Sports Entertainment today. The people's elbow. You got a little funny feeling in your stomach right here, lower abdomen? Right in my stomach. Right in there? Well, it's probably gas, Louise, because a woman like your age gets that every once in a while. Jabroni, you are three seconds away. And the rock means three seconds away from the rock to lay a smack down on your candy ass. You see, my name's Billy. And I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem, 
everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. There are literally millions and the millions tell the rock along with the millions surrounded by the millions surrounded by the millions and in front of the millions the millions because the rock garandan piece to prove to you you this goof holding the camera this chick talking at the rock he will prove to the millions and millions of the rock fans exactly why the rock is the great one exactly why the rock is the chosen one and exactly why the rock is without a shadow of a doubt the best damn wwf champ there ever was the rock says he is going to do to you exactly what he does best inside of a 15 foot steel cage the people's cage the rock says he's gonna lay it the smack it down on your candy ass and you refer to the rock show as it's rock it doesn't matter what you refer to it as we're singing a happy birthday song to uh uh, what, what was that old lady's name again? I think it, was, it doesn't matter what her name was! And just listen, because they are chanting The Rock's name! Doesn't matter what All chanting his name! They will all chant The Rock's name! Listen, listen! Shh, because they are chanting The Rock's name! They are chanting The Rock's name. Have you take a listen? Because they are chanting his name. Chanting The Rock's name! If you smell! If you smell! If you smell! If you smell! Okay.